0: Thank you for listening. This is Getting to Know You, a podcast introducing Jewish Federation of the Desert CEO Alan Potash to leaders, influencers, and people of interest in the Coachella Valley. I'm Jeff Hawker, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Alan Potash. Jeff, good to see you. You have new
1: glasses on? Good to see you. Uh,
0: No, not so new. I've had them a couple years.
1: (laughs) You're always trying to find a pair of glasses when when you're reading the script. I
0: I switch them out, so I have different looks for different days.
1: So... Who have you brought with us today?
0: Uh, Katie Stice is the uh, CEO of Rancho Mirage Chamber of Commerce.
1: I just want you to know because of you and bringing previous podcast members to my desk, uh, Dave Brown or David Morgan primarily, uh, we joined the the, the, uh, Chamber of Commerce, the Rancho Mirage Chamber of Commerce. But Katie, I need you to tell me a little bit about who you are and why is the chamber so important to our community?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me today. Really, really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, thrilled that we're, we get to be members or you get to be members with us and we get to work together and hopefully help your mission and gain exposure and, and excitement about everything that you all are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in the industry for about 15 years. Um, through COVID, felt like, you know, 500 years, but... Um, <laughs> I love the industry. You know, I've always really had a passion for service. And so my background is nonprofit management in the Coachella Valley, about 25 years altogether. And um, I love helping small businesses, nonprofit organizations reach their potential. Um, What we noticed quite quickly is that a lot of times they're really good at their craft or their service or their product, and then sometimes when it comes to the business side, it can be overwhelming. Um, and so that's where the chamber comes in with resources, support, a network of peers where folks can really lean on each other, um, gain help and support that they need in order to do their jobs. And at the end of the day, you know it's it's nonprofit organizations like yourselves that offer incredible services to the valley that make it unique. That's why people move here. The services, the atmosphere, the businesses that are here. Um, And then I believe, you know, small business really is the heartbeat of our valley and America. And so helping them be successful really helps a strong community overall. So it's been fun.
1: I agree with everything you just said. And I think there's some advice in there I need to get from you in a little bit. (laughs) But how did you end up in the Coachella Valley?
2: Sure. So I'm from San Diego originally, Um, born and raised there, came out here at about 15. Um, We moved around quite a bit in the San Diego area. And... Interestingly enough, this is something a lot of folks don't know. Uh, My family and I, we were in actually a shelter for um, a short period of time in San Diego. We had family here. And so we moved out to the desert. And I thought, as soon as we get back on our feet, I'm moving back to San Diego because I did not like the desert. I thought there was nothing for young people to do. And my mom is one of those really strong women. And she said, oh, you don't, you know, you want there to be more things for young people. Well, maybe you should go do something about that. And so really that's when I started volunteering, YMCA, getting involved in the community. Um, and then you find out really fast that this valley is really special. And once you start to get involved in the community, um, this community has supported me through everything, um, scholarship to leadership coachella valley all of these opportunities to um, become the professional that i am today and continue to learn and grow um, be able to serve on boards of directors so i feel like this valley has given me a lot and so i feel like it's kind of like a a duty if you will to make sure to to give back so um been here now yeah must be 30 plus years yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's, that's a long time.
2: Yeah. It is. A lot of change, a lot of growth. But now Huge I feel like growth. it's just you're part, you feel like you're part of the fabric at that point. And so, yeah.
1: So of the 30 years you've been here, 15 of them have been in nonprofit mm-hmm. leadership.
2: That's right.
1: You mentioned Coachella Valley leadership. Yeah. Something. I don't know what the uh, end yes. part of it is. Yeah. But when I was in Omaha, there was the Omaha Chamber of Con- Commerce leadership. Yes. Yes. Uh, Program Is it similar? Similar.
2: Yeah. It's about a nine-month program. And you go in and you learn about arts and culture, education, um, agriculture, housing. I mean, really, you learn about the whole valley. It's incredible. I recommend it. So
1: many of my leader or board members and organizations that I was responsible for in Omaha, many of the people came out of Leadership Omaha. It's a great way to learn about an organization or organizations, Mm -hmm. how they function. And it builds a cohort of people that you can call upon right. when you're doing a program or something. So how does one get involved with – sure. does does the chamber, the Rancho Mirage Chamber, do the same thing? Or is, is the Coachella Valley Chamber – The leadership
2: program of choice? Yeah, good question. It's called Leadership Coachella Valley. And I believe the website, I should know it because I'm the treasurer of the board of leadership. (laughs) But I think it's leadershipcv.org. We'll be taking applications typically August, September, we might have our final class. Um, Like I said, it's about nine months, nine classes, and incredible program. I was in the first class that they offered in uh, 2000. <laughs> so, 23 years ago, which is funny, and I didn't hardly speak a word in class because I was thinking it was that imposter syndrome. I think they call it where, who am I? Why am I here? All these people are going to find out I don't belong here.
1: So, what type of people get accepted to the leadership program?
2: You know, leadership is really open for I believe everyone. It's a program for um, any leader of, and I mean. Anywhere in their point of leadership, you might be feeling like you're starting off like I was, and maybe, you know, you're feeling like you shouldn't be there. You have every right to be there. Um, or you might be a really established leader in the community already, or anything in between, and just wanting to. You know, build that network, which is always so valuable and important, Absolutely. and it never goes away. I still keep in touch with my class 23 years later. Um, and also learning about the valley. I've even thought of going through it again after 23 years. So much has changed since those first classes.
0: Who, who leads it?
2: So it's run. It's run by a board of directors, uh, which I'm the treasurer this year, and then the administrative um, team that we've hired is Palm Springs Chamber of Commerce. So Evan is our point person, and he does a lot of our admin work and checks the emails. But really, it's it's very heavily board driven.
1: Jeff, have you done this program? I haven't. It sounds wonderful. It's
2: it's great. You both. I need do more it.
1: things to do. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 uh, what night of the week? Does it meet?
2: So it's a full day once a month. And typically it's been the like... I'm going to say the second Friday of every month, and it would be like an eight to five. I mean, it's a full day. And as the board, we um, plan a few of the sessions. And so mine was economic driver. So I had folks from Golden Voice. We were at the tennis garden. Um, the arena was there, right? All of the agriculture. We talked about that. All of the grabbed all these speakers together. But we've been talking. We've been toying with the idea of moving it from a Friday to a Tuesday because Let's be honest, if you're going to take a long weekend, you might take a Friday off, and we want the class to be able to attend.
1: Well, I'd be very interested in, in pursuing it, and maybe Jeff also. And that sounds great. How, is there a cap on how many people can be in a class?
2: Uh, we are Usually the class size, uh, just for the sake of being able to get on buses and everything, we try to keep it under 60. So it's anywhere oh, between a, 40 and 60. Yeah.
0: So you take tours.
2: Many times, yes. So uh, we love to get out and make sure we're exploring. Like, if you haven't been out to the windmill farms, you need to be go out there and, and learn a little bit about, um, you know, who owns those, how they le- how the electricity works. I mean, all of the parts and pieces. So there's quite a few tours um, each day, almost. Yeah.
0: So you mentioned agriculture. Mm-hmm. Many people don't realize that ag- agriculture is the number one industry in the valley. Mm-hmm. It's not tourism. That's right. So do you have members of the chamber that are part of agriculture? And
2: yeah, I mean, sure do. It's,
0: it's a key driver, like you said, mm-hmm. of commerce here in the Valley.
2: Yeah, we sure do. Um, we work with some of them. You know, A lot of them have their own kind of associations that they already work with. I think where a chamber of commerce comes in and is valuable to them is through advocacy, working with whether that's the governor's office or... Um, you know, local offices just to make sure that they're able to do business. And, and that's one of the areas the Chamber helps business and nonprofits altogether is it can be hard to do business in California. And so we love to be able to come to the table with all of our lawmakers, no matter what side anybody's on, and just be able to have conversations about doing business and what different things mean and what different consequences they have on small businesses. So we love to have strong relationships with all of our lawmakers.
1: One mm-hmm. In one of our previous podcasts, we interviewed um, Ellen Goodman mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. Palm... Springs That's Unified right. School District Foundation. And one of the things that she shared with us is it's difficult to find internships for students, mm-hmm. that there aren't enough businesses, cross-section of businesses in the community for people to learn about business.
2: Yeah. Is,
1: is that a true analysis of, in your opinion of the community?
2: Gosh, for internships, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I know that folks the workforce is still struggling. And so it would be surprising if they didn't have internships. Um, it could be the work that goes along with having an internship that might be more difficult for a business to take that time you know, and teach and hone in. But I think that would be a brilliant way to help the workforce. Mm-hmm. I think we, the business community, Chambers and other associations like us, we're going to have to continue to get really creative to bridge that gap. Um, when, when our kids, our young adults get out of school and start to enter the workforce, there has to be a connection that helps. So we've dedicated ourselves to really start to dive into that and just help bridge that gap, you know, as a chamber CEO, you've got to be able to be pretty nimble. And as you know, issues come up, With if you're really in tune with the community, your program of work will kind of decide what you need to do that year or the next two, two to five years to help serve the community. Workforce is definitely one of them.
1: So what else is on your agenda as CEO for the chamber?
2: Um, you know, taking over the world. Um, <laughs> so we, we are, man...
1: Taking over the world. Yeah,
2: we, our strategic plan is pretty significant. Um, and i even put things on there that I may not accomplish. And it's really because, especially coming out of COVID, um, we've just seen and have been exposed to so much. And I feel like also we know what we're capable of. Man, we are capable of anything. We got through that. Ranch Mirage Chamber in particular, we did a really good job of being in out there in the community during that time. I think a lot of people got quiet, and we did the opposite. We were like, "We're here for you. We're going to be outspoken. We're going to uh, every time the governor speaks, we're going to write bullet points down and email it out immediately. Here's what you need to know. Here's the newest loans. Here's the newest grants. Whatever it is." So we really did a great job there, but we knew after the pandemic you know, ended, if it's okay to say that, you know, it's still kind of there, right? Um, but it was important for us to be able to say, we're not going to stop. So how do we continue to be that really strong, caring force? So for us, that looks like having another really great summer speaker series where we're bringing major developers that are coming into town right to our membership to talk about what these developments are going to look like. Have you met Cotino Story Living by Disney? What does that project look like here? Why are they here? And what is traffic. it? What's it going to be? <laughs> what are they tending to? And you'll find that, you know, none of these developments that are coming into town are doing it blindly. It's pretty nice to see that their imagineers have been taking hikes through the mountains to get a feel for what type of environment they're building in to touring the children's discovery museum going into our local shops meeting the people looking at the um you know architecture um same with uh, the the arena has been they've been great partners to the local business community as well um so we'll do that speaker series again we'll probably touch on things like um that matter to business um palm springs international airport you've probably seen in the paper, they have so many flights now. And that is a world of difference for us when it comes to tourism, when it comes to getting conferences here. Even I've tried to bring conferences and we've never been able to bid on them because we didn't have enough flights. So from
0: the right cities, that's
2: right. That's right. And so now we have all these opportunities. So making sure Our local hoteliers all know exactly who's coming in and what that future looks like. Um, We'll also put on our business expo. We'll make sure we have networking meetings throughout the every month is always really important, whether that's a small lunch or a mixer. Um, And then programming, making sure that every year we do a new labor law update or tax law update. Listen, it doesn't sound exciting, but that's usually what businesses need to hear.
1: Well, you're, you share it all with such enthusiasm. I can't imagine that it isn't exciting. <laughs> I, I have to circle back to a comment you made a little bit ago about uh, building businesses in the area. Sure. I read an article the other day, that, uh, it went, and I think it was one of the business newspapers or business magazines, that said more and more people are leaving California Mm. because it's so difficult to do business here. Mm -hmm. So why is it so difficult to do business in California?
2: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of red tape. I mean, unfortunately, it can just be very, very hard and expensive. And so when you can go to places like Tennessee... Um, where it's much easier to open a business. It's much faster. Um, there's not as many taxes involved. I mean, it just makes business sense sometimes. And so we've seen a lot of folks leave for Texas, Tennessee, um, and I've, ha- I've had a few move to Florida. Um, but what's also nice is what I've just seen here in Rancho Mirage in particular or with our membership locally as I've seen some businesses go, what's been neat is to watch other businesses come in and open in their stead. So it, the, it's going to look a little bit different and feel different. It's not going to be the same. But um, it's nice that, you know, those businesses are being filled. So as an example, um, uh, Roy's left Rancho Mirage, which was uh, a little heartbreaking. Uh,
0: really
1: heartbreaking. Mean the, the restaurant on 111? Roy's yeah. Hawaiian. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And the truth of the matter is, when when Roy pulled out, and I know it Roy I've worked with him. Tell yeah. him get back here. No, I'm I just kidding. <laughs> um, when he kind of pulled out of that, you there, you could already tell there was a little bit of a difference. But um, they pulled they left because of COVID. Um, and then, but we do have a local business coming in, and so it's going to be a Beer Hunter, much like the, the the successful one in La Quinta is coming in, and it's going to open there. It's
1: called the Beer Hunter.
2: Yes, yeah, the one in La Quinta is great. You can go watch games you can have fun
1: is robert de niro going to open it
2: i i don't know i'll ask i'll look into it um but they've already partnered with with the arena
1: wasn't he yeah sorry sorry about it.
0: it's a little
2: oh that's okay no a little little
0: trivia yeah and so i hear also the english grill or english pub is actually going to reopen too
2: is that the Lord Fletcher's?
0: The Lord Fletcher's, oh, yes. Oh, yeah.
2: So I've not, I have not I not up to speed on that completely. I know there's been activity. What specific activity? I don't know. The biggest question people have, have is, is it going to remain the same feel as it was before? Yeah. And so that, that matters to people.
1: Well, it's hard to have the same feel when it's been closed for so long. It
2: is. You're right.
1: But I, I think that, you know, I drive down 111. I live in... Palm Desert and I drive on 111 every day right now, regrettably, because yeah. the construction yeah. for what we learned when Ted was here that it's mm-hmm. going to be a car dealership mm-hmm. over there on the other side of yeah. 111 across from the library. Yes, yep. Yep. Uh, that uh, the traffic is always a problem. That's the question or comment that people make the most when they think about coming here. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do I avoid all this traffic?
2: Yeah, you're asking me.
1: Um, it's a it's more it's well, more of a statement than. Yeah, a statement.
2: I,
0: I think one of the keys is timing lights. I think yep. some cities have yep. done that really well, yep. and some just. I not. think Ranch
2: Mirage has done great. Well, one
0: um, eleven, they're it, especially like when I leave a, an event at yep. McCallum, Callum. Yep. I can get home really in ten minutes. because yeah. they're all just timed. But other parts of the valley, it's mm-hmm. just you struggle because it's like L.A. traffic. You're stopping every street. Yeah. And and that hurts business, too, mm-hmm. because people can't get to meetings on time.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, it, I, you can look at it. It's so many different ways. You don't you definitely don't want people just flying through 111 and not stopping. Because we want them to stop and see, you know, what's happening. I love how Rancho Mirage has done their lights. I do believe there are plans for all of the cities along one. That's what we
1: learned uh, from Ted. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see, and I this is not a criticism yeah, yeah, yeah. of Rancho Mirage, but I've tried to clock the 45 mile an hour and it yeah. doesn't work. Uh- so I don't know if it just isn't working now, but the sign is there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe afterwards, maybe we we'll have to do a little test. Maybe yes. we'll look at Ted in the car I, I, and I take him down the road. I don't mean to
1: be hypercritical, but no. I, I, as I share with Ted, I come from a community where the synchronized uh, traffic signals were huge and made a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Even since you know, my early years in the 70s yeah. of driving, yeah. you could always time the, the street lights.
2: Well, and, you know, that's great to know where I think what we can always do is what I love to do is find the places that are doing it right and then bring those best practices or ideas here to do them better.
1: Well,
2: so that's, so feel free so to call, send that.
1: <laughs> call city planning in Omaha, Nebraska. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Just put you in touch with the mayor. Yeah. Let, let me ask you a couple of questions. We, we try to learn as much as we can. Sure. So there's some surprises that you can share with our listeners about what's going on in Rancho Mirage, something to look forward to.
2: Yes, there are a few things. Um, and I don't know how many are going to be surprises though. So depends on what people have heard and not but there is a Dave and Buster's coming into the river Rancho Mirage so the river has also seen a lot of Growth and change. Um, A sushi place, I think they have a tea place. And now knowing that Dave and Buster's is going to take up quite a lot of space is a really good thing. Um, I think it'll bring in um, lots of different age groups. It'll bring activity. You know, activity breeds activity. And so it should become a really great hub for that area. We talked a little bit about the Beer Hunter coming in. They've partnered with the CV Firebirds hockey team so that they'll have players there. They're going to show games. So it feels very Comfortable, local, fun, um, all of that. We talked a little bit about um, Cotino, Story Living by Disney coming in. Um, They're making great headway. They just sent me this morning. um, I work a lot of times with Florida, uh, their team there. They sent me a link with some great new information and great new uh, visuals about what that's going to look like. That type of amenity coming to Rancho Mirage is unmatched. And so to, to know we're going to have that here, it's really, really incredible. Great to work with their team on what that's going to look like. And the amount of calls that we're getting from people, local or otherwise, um, folks are excited about it. It's going to be uh, amazing. Um, Sensei Porcupine Creek is um, open already. They opened in November. Really, really special, beautiful. Um, and again, another amenity that Unmatched. There's these things are so rare and so unique to Rancho Mirage. Um, we're just very lucky to have them here. It's it's like having Sunnylands here. So
0: I talked to the general manager there because I was interested in doing an event. But I asked if I could take a tour, and they yeah. said no. Yeah, yeah. So can private. you give us an idea of because I remember when the blixus had yep. their house there. Uh-huh. Is that been redeveloped and re? You know, design.
2: So I have not been behind the gates yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh, we okay. have. We're supposed to <gasps> we have a. Go together. Yeah, we're supposed to have a. Maybe a, we were going to have a little sneak peek tour, but it's a very, very private. So yeah. what I do know is that they've had 23 keys or rooms. Um, for quite a while, and they did ask permission from the city to move up to, I believe, 40 rooms or keys, and that was approved. And so they've been developing those and building those. And so I know that um, uh, they've been full and very careful about how many people are coming in at a time. They're looking to grow that, but it's a... I guess, a six-star wellness retreat. And once you go behind those gates, you're typically there for that full week. There's a Nobu there. Um, everything you could imagine health-wise, you've got at your fingertips. Um, the, it's it's just a remarkable, um, again, a, amenity that we have that is um, really special and When I get through the gates and I get a good visual, then I'll come back and share
0: (laughs) what that looks like. Peek through the gates. Yeah,
2: they did a great update for us at last year's summer speaker series, and we really got a feel for. Um, just how beautiful and thoughtfully they've done it and for that i'm just blown away yeah they're great partners
0: owned by larry ellison so i would imagine some of the tennis players stay there during apparently. absolutely
2: yep and i think if you go onto their website i think it's probably sensei.com there's one in lanai one here um if you start to really read about the story and how and why they chose to um really develop and build this here it's pretty touching yeah it's it's really special it's it's here for the right reason and you know listen it's not for everyone not everyone's gonna be able to stay there but um the Uh ones that do you know we're happy to have them here yeah
1: that's great so one final question what's your favorite thing to do in rancho Mirage?
2: uh well i just got done with lunch so i'm gonna say maybe go out to eat but i love um if you haven't if people haven't been to the amphitheater To see um, the plays, desert theatricals that are out there. They just had um, Beauty and the Beast and it was uh, sold out. I think they have, um, oh my gosh, Joseph and the Technicolor Coat is coming up. South Pacific. I saw Anything Goes a few years ago, just before the pandemic. And it is spectacular. Someone might think, oh, it's at a park and it's outside. And, you know, yeah, it is a beautiful amphitheater, but the production of it is... Unbelievable and anyone who gets an opportunity to go is lucky. Yeah.
1: That's that's great. Haven't done that yet? I'll put it on my list of things to do.
2: You're gonna send me a thank you note after because it's gonna be amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm big on thank you
2: notes. (laughs) Jeff,
1: anything else we want to talk about? No, I just I'm so
0: happy that you're in that position. You You know, there was some turmoil for a while and you brought balance and success to the organization. So so thank you for all your all your hard work.
2: Yep, I, thank you. I love, love, love doing it. We've got big things on the horizon. Um, you know, we want to become an accredited chamber. We want to highlight veteran-owned businesses. There's still so much work to be done and so we're committed to it. So thank you for those words. Appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you yeah. for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And this has been? This has been Getting to Know
0: You. Thank you for having Katie on the show today. If people want more information, what's your website?
2: Sure, org.
0: This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts and other podcast forums.
1: Jeff, thank you very much. uh, Katie, thank you very much for being here.
0: Absolutely.